I'm not surprised that we had an increase, but surprised at the amount. Most Canadians were expecting 0.75. We were at the conference, the Canadian Mortgage Professionals Conference, uh, the week prior, and pretty much every single expert that was on the panel there were predicting 0.75 or higher. So, yeah, I was surprised to see 0.5% for that reason. And from what we're hearing now, it seems like that could have been a mistake. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. Well, they really surprised us this time. The uh, bank account just keeps us guessing time and time and time again, this time uh, in a different way. Originally, the Bank of Canada had anticipated and suggested they were going to raise interest rates by as much as 75 basis points. And for anyone who doesn't know what basis points are, that's 0.75% in, in response to the fact that inflation really hasn't cooled off. Now, economists everywhere were suggesting and, and pricing it in, analysts were pricing in a 75 point jump. And well, they didn't do it. They went with a half percent jump on the October uh, 26th rate announcement. Now, by this time, you've probably been sick of hearing all about the Bank of Canada rate updates and increases and all that kind of stuff. But that's okay. We got a market analysis. We'll make it a little bit more spicy, a little more interesting. And we'll talk about what it really means, what we think is going to happen, and, and just some general feedback. So these are our thoughts and opinions on what is actually happening in the marketplace. Again, these are our opinions. So make sure you keep that in mind as you listen to today's podcast. Dean, let's get right into it today. Half point increase. Were you surprised? I'm not surprised that we had an increase, but surprised at the amount. Most Canadians were expecting 0.75. We were at the conference, the Canadian Mortgage Professionals Conference, uh, the week prior, and pretty much every single expert that was on the panel there were predicting 0.75 or higher. So, yeah, I was surprised to see 0.5% for that reason. And from what we're hearing now, it seems like that could have been a mistake. And so that's interesting, and we'll we'll dive deeper into that, but. You know, you look back and it's like that's five increases now on the year. And we're at a total of three and a half percent in increases on the year. So that as a whole is surprising to me. Um, just going into the into the year uh, in January, we were, you know, we were expecting a point two five percent increase in January and they decided not to do it at that time. And and then we moved forward to March and then finally got our first increase. And so it just seems like there's been a lot of stumbles and mistakes and and not uh, from my side of things. I just don't feel like a whole lot of confidence in in the leadership that's making these decisions. Um, just going back to, you know, a year prior to today is probably where we should have really started to to change rates. And and we could have maybe got ahead of the the inflation issue that we're dealing with. So I think it's just a general there's it's a surprise as a whole, but not, as you know, yeah, it's just it's unfortunate because we're I'm losing a uh, lack of trust in this government uh, each time this uh, this occurs. Yeah, I mean, thank God we're not in that position because uh, it's uh, not a fun position to be in right now that Tiff Macklem has. But it's interesting to note that I mean, it seems like um, almost everybody is has an opinion on what happened or what should happen. And um, you know, obviously, right before the they made the rate increase, there there were. Uh, calls from Jagmeet Singh, 
uh, the leader of the NDP saying, no, 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 don't raise rates. You've got other sides saying, no, 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 raise them higher so you don't have to keep doing this and we can come back down. You've got other folks suggesting that we've we've gone overboard. There's just so much feedback out there. And I mean, everybody has their own opinion on the matter, but there's no doubt that one thing is clear. This is having an effect on people's finances and their lives. And it, it, But that, that is intentionally meant to do so. So it is doing what they intended on having it do. Now, let's just touch really quickly for those who may not be informed. A half percent increase is, and again, this depends on your amortization period and so forth, but it's approximately $15 for uh, every, sorry, $30, my apologies, for every hundred that you owe. So if you owe uh, $500,000, then you would see if you have an adjustable rate mortgage, you see your payment increase by about 150 bucks, right? Adjustable rate mortgage is, is a variable rate where the payments can adjust up or down. I mean, again, reminder to folks who have those loans, the good news is that your amortization schedule is staying on track if that's something that's important to you. The downside is obviously it's eating out of your, your wallet and it's eating out of your payment. So the pants are feeling a little bit lighter right now for sure. Um, for those who have the static payment VRMs, like we've done podcasts on this, so definitely check out our trigger point podcast. It's, uh, it's going to be linked below everywhere. And, and, or if you're listening to the podcast, um, find us on thrivemortgage.ca we, or check out the past episodes. But the point is, uh, those folks, those folks who have the static payments, um, many of them will be reaching their trigger point soon and be required to make a decision on on how to make their their mortgage payments going forward. Uh, won't get too deep into that just because we've covered that in previous episodes. So if you want to learn, learn more, listen, uh, you know, uh, listen to the back one. But let's just talk about like what the effect has been on the market and what's the effect uh, at least anticipated going forward here. Uh, Dean, any thoughts on on how you think this could affect the real estate market here over the next little bit? From what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing, uh, I don't think we're going to see too much more of an impact on the real estate market. Personally, I feel like we've kind of seen the big impact already. And, you know, again, listening, listening to the experts that we follow, most are suggesting that rates will increasing rates will only go so far when it comes to the real estate market and the real estate market will only impact inflation to a certain degree. And we feel like we've already got reached that that point. It, again, this is the experts that we follow, and I think I think the ones that we follow are are, are great um, resources, and maybe we can share some of the names in the in the notes here. But when you look at when you look at that feedback, it 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 goes back to the same you know the same thing that we keep bringing up is that the only tool for the government to impact inflation is raising rates, but. You know, they've been saying from, you know, back in March that that will only last so long, like this will only have so much of an impact where it it just can't, you know, we can't have the impact on inflation any further from further rate increases. So when hearing, you know, when hearing that feedback, looking at, you know, over a three and a half percent increase on the year, I'll also correct myself, it's been six increases this year, not five. Um, when When looking at that, like, how much more can we go, really? Like, I know there's some there's some experts out there that are suggesting maybe one more to come, maybe another 0.25 bips, maybe another um, you know 0.50 in, in the new year. I have a hard time believing that uh, personally, just based on what I'm seeing, based on what I'm seeing on the ground level with clients, you know, now having to sell their home. Like we are at a point where I truly believe this isn't sustainable anymore. Yeah, and I mean that's just my opinion. I I, I just don't see how this is sustainable, and I think like the longer term impact of of continuing to raise rates will will be will be worse than than you know the the potential benefit of continuing to raise them. But yep, 
Yeah, just stay, stay tuned, uh, by the way, listeners, uh, to the end of the episode, we'll talk a little bit about what's to be expected and what the predictions are going forward. But I, I completely agree with you, Dean. I mean, reading uh, a quick little note right here. So real estate prices on average across the country increased by 50% in value between uh, February of 2022 to uh, February of, uh, sorry, 2020 to February 2022. And they've declined 10% total since then. Now expected to continue to decline marginally. But to your point, uh, nearly everyone is suggesting that the big drop has already occurred. And at this point right now, it would be probably small declines and it depends on the nature of the market that you're moving in. Um, on the ground floor, I mean, just because we do this for a living, we advise people, we help them with their mortgage financing every single day. We get a chance to get the feeling of how, where people are at. And obviously, a primar primarily the most concerned folks are those who have a little bit of a tighter budget where it's hitting them from every angle, not just their mortgage, but other factors of their life where it's starting to catch up. But I would suggest that in a lot of our conversations, it's not nearly as negative as it was originally. Um, it seems like the conversations about around real estate and purchasing real estate are, are coming back. Like we're getting more phone calls. We are getting more people interested in getting pre-approved. I think a lot more people are realizing that as a home buyer, it's a it's a more balanced market. It's a good market to be a buyer in. And as a seller, I think the expectations have now changed where you're not expecting to have 18 or 20 people lined up at your door making offers. You now have a real market where you have to have a good product and a good price and it has to you know be marketed properly. And it's, that's a good thing. For real estate. So, I mean, despite the negativity in the news uh, and perhaps what people hear from the outside, it's actually quite positive. And so it'll be interesting to see how that reacts. Now, we were touching briefly, um, and I mean, obviously, we, we heard about this through a friend of a friend that a lot of the um, the marketing companies, the real estate developers and marketing companies are starting to downsize and downgrade their expectations. Uh, I won't name the names again, but there's, uh, if you don't know, essentially when you're looking to buy a pre-sale or a new development property, a lot of them uh, hire marketing firms, very large firms that focus on marketing these companies and they employ a lot of people. And uh, over the course of the last few weeks, many of them have been laying off a lot of their employees. In fact, as much as 20, 25, and 30% of the workforce, which says a lot about their confidence in, in the market. But it also is interesting to hear that because that means that many developers, which we all know, are not building as much as perhaps we thought they might be. So they're putting the, the stop on lots of building, they're waiting to see. And what that's going to end up doing, and Dean, you know, maybe you could touch on this as well, is that's going to bring back or reduce our supply and restrict supply again. And then we'll back, we're back at square one again now. That's, I was actually going to say that like we still have an inventory issue in most parts of our country, especially the major markets um, and like our market for as an example, in Fra the Fraser Valley and Vancouver markets are there's an inventory issue still to this day. Like we still see homes. I mean, we're not seeing multiple offers that often, um, but I still have seen multiple offers as recent as this week on certain condos in, in North Vancouver. So, well. What that means is like, yeah, to your point, if developers are going to slow down, which they are like to your point with the develop, the development marketing companies are reducing staff. I've spoken to developers um, from a, from a large scale uh, townhouse size development company to a single family home builder that maybe builds one or two homes a year. They are all slowing. They're all looking at things differently. They're all pausing. Um, and, and I don't blame them. But again, to your point, that's just going to reduce inventory even further. That is going to impact inventory. And then that could, you know, that could either, you know, spur more activity from a perspective of housing values going up again. And, and, and then just, again, getting back into these multiple offer situations that, you know, a busy market. So it, it just takes that 
that turn of the government finally signaling, okay, we're done raising rates to, okay, now we're maybe in a recession. And these are the types of pivots that we could see really fire up the market again. And if developers are just sitting in a pause standpoint right now, that could be like a nine to 12 month to 18 month delay on their production, right? So a lot of these projects take, you know, 18 months just to put a shovel in the ground. And if these, if these guys are pausing right now and then reactivating when, you know, maybe they see the, the pivot in the market, they're going to be 18 months behind the eight ball. And we are definitely going to be dealing with um, a major housing affordability issue. Well, I mean, we are dealing with a housing affordability, affordability issue today, but it could get even worse again. So what that tells me is like, I still think like real estate is a fantastic investment and, and especially getting into these times where we, we are definitely at the tail end of the rate hikes. I think we can all admit that. I think even the government's at the point of admitting that, that they're getting close to being at the tail end. And they've, they've even said they're going to, you know, make further rate decisions based on data. So, you know, when we hear that, we may be getting close to the bottom of the market. You know, the bottom of the market could be in the next six to nine months. And there could be some great opportunities to buy and really see some fantastic appreciation based on what we've seen it come down by and where, you know, things are going to go based on this feedback that we're hearing right now. What you just said there is is so true and so interesting about the the demand and where things are at in housing affordability. They're, they're eroding housing affordability, but they're restricting supply and demand just keeps going up. So we're not doing things the right way here. The reality is, and we can bang this drum forever, is they need to open up supply. They need to allow people to build. They need to entice them to build. They need, and this is not working in that sense. Like, you know, the fact that qualifying rates today for a fixed and a variable rate mortgage are now almost equal. So like whether you're taking a fixed or variable, you basically qualify for virtually the same as of after October 26. Not exactly, but pretty darn close. Um, that's pretty amazing because the gap was uh, almost as high as one and a half percent or two percent between a fixed and a variable rate, which means you could have taken a whack load more cash. It, there's there's so many um, issues with the approach uh, in regards to qualification and the housing market, regardless of the fact that the bank's increasing rates right now, there's so many issues with the approach that they're taking. But I, I seriously don't believe that they're going to look to fix that until we get up to the election. So for those, you're not even thinking about the election right now, but you know, don't forget the approach that was taken the last couple of years when you get to that election. Remember, they gave out a whack load of cash for free and then decided to obviously increase the cost and, and restrict the uh, the supply that's a serious issue it's a serious issue there's so much wrong with that yeah i mean if you know getting into politics side of things and elections yeah to your point what happened before the last election a bunch of money was given out rates were emergency emergency rate cuts happened bang 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 and then all of a sudden we're in the lowest interest rates in the history of our country M money's being given dished out left right and center and who won the election you know like so where are we going where are we going into like we have two years left in this term, right? So we just went through one of the most aggressive rate hike cycles in the history of our country. You know, we're, we're it's right up there. Is top one, you know, you could arguably say this is maybe the the top three worst markets in the history of real estate to a degree from a, from a rate hike perspective. I mean, that's just an, a, that's just from a rate a, perspective. Yeah. For the, um, the at which they're increasing rates. Right. Yeah. So, so you look at that and, and then we're going into 2023 and we have two years left in this term, this election term, I, I would suggest that we're probably going to get to a plateau pretty quick here. And so I, I do believe we're at the tail end of these hikes. 
And then what's going to happen in 2024 leading up to the election in the fall of 2024? We're probably going to see some just massive rate drops in, in preparation to, to get their vote. And, and hey, remember, you know, remembering them as the, the you know, the, the party that basically made you whole again, I guess you could say. But just I think it's key to remember uh, it's key to remember these times when you go to vote. Yeah, we'll, we'll get off the political jargon for a second here because we don't want to make it too heated. But back to your point, when we talk about worst markets, we should clarify this because we have a lot of clients listening and they might get stressed out to hear this. Worst markets just in general, in terms of, I guess, expectations on interest rates, how quickly it occurred and uh, just the the approach and how fast these things are happening. Um, best best market, if you're entering this market or you're in a position or cash heavy or or equity heavy, and you have the desire to to again uh, purchase more real estate or invest in more real estate. That is where we're seeing crazy opportunities. And to your point, I mean, um, in the Fraser Valley alone, and I know we have clients in Alberta, Ontario, and uh, all over British Columbia. But if we're talking about the Greater Vancouver area and the Fraser Valley, we're seeing detached homes go for like three hundred thousand dollars, four hundred thousand dollars less. Like where they were at one point one, now they're eight hundred grand. Wild stuff. So if you can make an upgrade, crazy opportunities there. Um, but Dean, maybe we can touch briefly at this point right now on on moving forward. I know we did, but let's talk a little bit about moving forward. I mean, I'll just start it off. Uh, we've heard a variety of different um, predictions here as of yesterday. I mean, I think it takes time to formulate an opinion and see what happens over the course of the next few weeks. But initial initial predictions, like day one, what are we going to do here? Um, Sherry Cooper, uh, Canadian economist with DLC, is suggesting that we're going to see rates uh, up go up probably another quarter point in December, perhaps two more times next year and end at 4.5 for reference, we're at 3.75 right now. Uh, Rob uh, McLister, who was on one of the previous podcasts, I mean, he, he didn't really give a set prediction, but he suggests a total of about a half percent. Uh, we've seen, I've seen some other ones online saying a quarter, I've seen some more aggressive. So basically what I'm seeing is that somewhere between a quarter to three quarters is where we're likely to end off which is good news, to your point, which is good news. We're almost at the end of the rate cycle. And uh, Tiff Macklem, who's the guy who's making these big decisions, or at least the announcements, I'm sure he's uh, influenced by a variety of people behind the scenes. He basically said that, again, they downgraded uh, from three quarters to a half because of, in their mind, they're seeing the economic activity slow down. I know I'm getting off track when it comes to predictions, but briefly, uh, you know, I think the reality is that people need to hear this, like borrowers need to hear this, people that might be stressed out need to hear this. We are getting to the end of the cycle from a perspective of there's a there's a lag. It's going to take about six months before we see what happens right now impacts, uh, you know, how it impacts Canadians. And, um, you know, a lot of people when this happens, like their instant gut reaction, like based on our emails and our texts and so forth is like, oh, my God, am I going to be able to keep my home? Can I keep my, my property? Can I keep my investment? Reality is in most cases you can, you just need to budget and you need to prepare. We need to weather the storm. That's what we need to do here. Now I'm off track. I got it. Let's get back to predictions for a quick sec here. I would suggest that it's probably likely that we have no less than a half percent total increase. And I think they're going to get it all out of the way this year. What are your thoughts? I would agree. I think they're going to get it out of the way this year. But um, the only reason why I would maybe take the other side of that opinion is just because December 7th is the next and last meeting of the year. And I just find this government is there. There, I, I find they always try to take this approach where they're trying to please their. They're trying to please Canadians. Like even just part of me thinks like the fact that they went for instead of going 0.75, they went 0.5 just from a perspective of trying to like look and feel better to the public. So my only reason why I would pause for 
for that thought is because I could see them just being like, oh, it's Christmas holidays. Let's not raise rates. So I, I could see them not raising rates in December 7th and then doing their increase in January. But I think over the next two rate meetings, it will probably be the last rate hike. And so again, this could be a conspiracy theory if you, if you think, but I think there's something to it. Um, and, and then beyond that, yeah, I think we're, I think we're definitely nearing the end. And I, I do think we're going to see like a plateau. I think it's just going to, I think once they're done, I think it, I don't think we're going to see like immediate drops. I think they'll 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 stick with it for at least a, a, as long as they can. I think they'll just stay with it as long as they can. One thing I've noticed that's interesting. I just want to point this out. In the last two to three weeks, we've seen the two like the one year, two year, and three year fixed terms all go up. If you've noticed that, like all the one, yep. two, three year, yep. like yep. all those yep. fixed rate products have gone up and. And, and I think that's important to note because a lot of Canadians have been choosing like a short-term fix with the intention of, you know, renegotiating when the rates are back down and the banks have picked up on that. So this is the banks that are raising the rates on those products. This is not government related. So I just want to point that out because I've had a lot of questions on that. These rate products are going up as a, really, this is a strategic move by the banks to be like, hey, no, why don't you look at this shiny, fancy five-year fix instead of the one and two and three years? Because the banks aren't stupid. They, they're they the most profitable businesses in the country for the history of the country, arguably. They are making these decisions strategically from a financial perspective to be more profit profitable for their business. And and so if you've noticed, that five-year fix has come down slightly, but those those shorter terms have gone up. And it, it to me, don't buy into that. Like, I just, I really wanted to put that out there before I forgot. Don't buy into that. Like, really start to consider the variable now more than ever because we are at the end of that rate tight cycle or we're getting near it. And you could really see the benefits of the downswing. And to lock into a two or three year fix at the higher, more inflated rates, I think might be a, a mistake. So, just wanted to put that out there. Um, and then, lastly, we did see the bond market come down slightly um, in the last couple of days. And, and then that, that is directly tied to fixed rates. So we don't expect to see, you know, sudden drops on the fixed rates, but we will slowly start to see some changes there. Yeah, lots to take away there. I think the reality is at the end of the day, Dean, is that like now more than ever, like these are like making these decisions, it's important to get advice. Like I'm, we're going to pop our tires. We have these conversations with our clients to discuss like you, and here's the questions that you have to answer yourself. And there is, I mean, I feel like a year ago, it was an easy decision. There were many easier decisions to be made when it came to the mortgage product selection. Um, it, obviously, in hindsight, looking back, in some cases, maybe it doesn't seem that way, but the decisions were pretty straightforward. And and now, obviously, we're looking at a very uncertain future, so it becomes more challenging. So um, there are still decisions to be made. I'm the One of the biggest and most interesting things on the mortgage side of things for me is that I think too many people are missing opportunities to reach out to us uh, that are coming up for renewal in the next 12 months. And I'm hearing a lot of shock there uh, for real estate agents that listen to our podcast because we have a bunch of them. I'll throw this out there, getting a lot of folks sending texts saying, I can't afford my mortgage. I'm going to sell my property. Uh, man, those people got to talk to someone like us. Like they, most of these people can keep their property. They just need to know their options. And it's scary to think that people feel like they don't have an option. So like, yeah, I mean, I, this is obviously a change of topic here, but like, I just want people to know that listening to this, that that you do most cases have an option, even if it's for a year or two years or three years to, to weather the storm. And we've helped a lot of families that thought they were going to lose their homes. So anyways, off track, getting back on track here. Uh, next Bank Canada rate update is in December, December 7th. That's the next one that's coming out here. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens between here and there. Uh, like I said before, housing market just keeps going. So people are, people are still buying. I mean, 
I've talked about this in previous episodes. I'm pretty approved. Uh, a lot of agents I know that are in the business are looking to buy. A lot of people who are in the real estate industry are trying to buy real estate. So if you're someone who's sitting on the sidelines and you're available and you're you're able to buy right now, take a you know take a, a cue from what you're seeing out there, and perhaps there's an opportunity. Like you said, Dean, earlier in the episode. I mean, heck, even if the market goes down 10%, we've already seen the biggest crunch. So if you're mm-hmm. going to sit on it long enough, you're going to be just fine, right? So um, one tip I got, I want to point this out and, and maybe we can finish off here. It's a real estate tip that one of our top uh, investor clients gave me yesterday. He meant, he made a really good point that it's not not necessarily, the target shouldn't necessarily be the bottom of the market to buy your asset it may be just before the bottom of the market because typically when you get near the bottom of the market the quality of product may not be as good as it is right now um reason being is we have seen a big drop in 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 values right already we've seen the big crunch already and you may be able to find uh, a really good quality asset that's on the downward swing that you could buy now and still see a really good appreciation lift over the course of the next five years, you know, looking at it from a long-term hold. So there just may be more, there may be a little bit better quality product right now in, in the market or right before the bottom. So again, we're, we are suggesting that, or I'm suggesting that maybe the bottom is near. And if it is, I think it's just keep your eyes out. Like if you're really waiting to, you know, hit that bottom of the market or what have you just, look watch the market now like educate yourself now and it will even if you do end up buying at that you know quote unquote bottom you'll have been watching you know intentively over the last you know say three six months and you'll really start to see some trends yourself like it's pretty amazing it's not you don't have to be this like highly educated rocket scientist to find real estate opportunities like it's pretty cool just by watching the market month over month and then after putting you know an accumulative you know time behind you of watching that you'll you will pick up on trends and uh and there could be some opportunity there and listen to our podcast there you go be a client of ours you'll get all the trends um great stuff dean really uh really good conversation today folks if you haven't done so already give us that five-star review itunes spotify all those things really means the world to us and Amen. Um, I just want to thank everybody for taking the time out of their day to listen to this stuff here. Guys, uh, again, great episode. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening.